All right, welcome back to the show. This is going to be a lot of fun. Joining me in studio, we have the past president of Republican Women of Purpose, Barbara Capazella, joining us in studio, and then also Luke Symbol with Shelby County Young Republicans joining us as well. And then also, of course, Josh as well and uh, me. And Tom, Tom and Bartlett, who called in moments ago and weighing in on Valentine's Day. I know the conversation before we left it was, you know, people are spending nearly $200 on their Valentines this year. Not only that, one in five Americans say they're willing to go into credit card debt over all of this. Tom, is it worth it? I would say no. No, it's not worth going into credit card debt. You have to live within your means. But I have spent over $200 on Valentine's Day. Um, it was our first Valentine's Day together well, with my fiance. so I think it was warranted. But, Ben, there's, there's a whole other story here. Um, you seem to be a bit bitter about Valentine's Day, and I think it's because you're still single. <laughs> Tom, I'm going to cut your line. <laughs> Tom, you're hitting a sore spot. Now, I do... Well, I just call them like I see them, Ben. Yeah. Well, I'm a little bit bitter. No, actually, I am celebrating something, Tom. I'm going to be celebrating single, not awareness day, because I'm well aware of it. I am celebrating single appreciation day. That's the 15th. So I'm still getting my fun in. Come on, man. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. Y'all have a great morning. God bless y'all. <laughs> Tom and Bartlett joining the conversation. You can have your say as well. 901-260-5926. Out. Good morning, guys. <laughs> Good morning. So do you guys, you heard the study. Would you guys spend or even go into credit card debt for a Valentine's Day? Now, he said the caveat there was it was his fiance. Now, that seems like a lot of money still to me. But I'm also bitter. <laughs> your thoughts? I think... This is the strategy. If you find somebody really, really, really great, you spend a lot of money on Valentine's Day until you get the ring on the finger. <laughs> and then they can't go anywhere and you can reduce the budget. But it's kind of like you're you're spending capital for payoff in the future, you know? Mm. Now, Barbara, what about you? Have <laughs> you ever spent I guess you're you're a lady, so you're the one getting all the money spent on you. You see this often. I, I You've do. been married for a second. I have. I've been married 33 years. I think it's rather presumptuous of you to assume <laughs> I'm a lady this morning. <laughs> However, the, uh, the most romantic gift that my husband has ever gotten me was, I don't like the cream in Oreos. And he got me a pack of Oreos and scraped all the filling out of a whole package of Oreos for me. It's the little things, guys. It's the that little is things. love. It is it the is, gift of service sometimes. It is fogging up in here. That was the <laughs> most romantic thing ever. And my glasses are stained. Wow, I, I said a prenup. <laughs> that would be the most romantic thing I'd ever get to do or receive. All right, so speaking about and brought you guys in because of your political experience working with different groups here in Shelby County, furthering conservative values across our city and county, but uh, wanted to get your reaction to the State of the Union. But before we do that, let's talk what Barbara just said, how presumptuous of me to assume that she was actually a woman. Here is Sarah Sanders Huckabee, or Sarah Huckabee Sanders, excuse me. She gave the Republican rebuttal. She had something to say about this. Take a listen. Josh, do we have this? Um, looks like on my cut list, it is 
almost uh, pulling it up. Give me one second, guys. This is awkward. Here we go. Josh, you sent me the cut list and I don't have it in front of me. Um, anyways, she said to the effect of, oh, here we go. So it is number 10. Cut 10. I apologize. I'll be the first to admit President Biden and I don't have a lot in common. I'm for freedom. He's for government control. At 40, I'm the youngest governor in the country. And at 80, He's the oldest president in American history. I'm the first woman to lead my state, and he's the first man to surrender his presidency to a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. Pretty powerful. Oh, snap. She killed it last yeah, night. Yeah, she did. She did. So your takeaway from the president's remarks, we played a couple of those. I think for me the biggest was just what he painted for Americans was just so not the reality for most of the people I talked to, specifically with this economy. Luke? I agree with that. And I found his speech to be incredibly distracting. He would say something, Republicans would boo, and all of a sudden he would start backtracking on what he said. I had never seen that before in State of the Union. Usually a president will make you know a strong statement and just continue on and ignore the opposition. But in this case, it almost seemed... It seemed like he aged 15 years since his last State of the Union, and it's just it, – it was a really bad showing, I think, for the president of the United States. I think it was also a bad showing for the president of the United States. One thing I was very pleased with Speaker McCarthy, he did keep our Republicans in line better than the Democrats had behaved during Donald Trump's years. He – I saw him shush some of the people mm -hmm. up in the gallery, yeah. and – we have to pause and remember the world watches this, not just the United States. So when I think of some of the bad behavior of the squad um, in the past years, or when I think of uh, the Emirati Pelosi's previous uh, speaker, Nancy, <laughs> she, her, her behavior that the world saw was appalling. So I thought he did a good job supporting and standing and cheering for our president when it was appropriate yeah, I mean, you saw and you poignantly noted that moment where he was seen shushing some of his <laughs> members in the delegation. Take a listen to this in cut three. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. <laughs> Let me give you anybody who doubts it. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion. You know, it means if, if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant. But it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look, folks. Yeah, that last voice you heard there, that was Marjorie Taylor Greene. She screams <laughs> from the back, liar. Yeah, so that was a lie, though, because that he's taking one statement from one Republican that backtracks, that he misspoke on that. And for someone who claimed to be a uniter, that's very divisive rhetoric. 
I mean, it is divisive to lie, right? <laughs> I mean, and there were so many of those moments last night um, throughout his speech. And um, even that clip showed the, the his speaking skills are just not – I don't know if they're not what they used to be. We didn't really see him during the campaign. He was in his basement, so maybe he's just got <laughs> – he's gotten rusty. But that was a poor showing for somebody who's been in public life his entire life. The man has never done anything. I was thinking about this the other day. Luke, when he was about your age is when he entered the Senate. Wow. And he's never changed his job since then. Wow. He's never created a job in his life. He's never done anything. So to hear him speak and backtrack, it's like the parent who says, do you want a cookie? Nope, you can't have the cookie. And then, oh, you want the cookie because you're going to have a fit? Hmm. He did not stand by what he had to say at all. So he looked weak on top of everything, on top of all his policies of tax and spend, tax and spend. And he's about ready to hit 90. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm just sitting back. He looks like it. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, maybe it's like a couple of years. But this speech, according to Democrat officials, higher ups, they were saying this was the resounding tone that he needed to go in to a general because he's expected to run for re-election and announce that in the spring. And I'm looking back and I'm thinking, this is the best you have. Well, before we play much more, I want to get the former president's response on this. Josh, we have President Trump weighing in. He released this following the State of the Union. Take a listen and cut four. Here's the real State of the Union. Over the past two years under Biden, millions and millions of illegal aliens from 160 different countries have stormed across our southern border. Drug cartels are now raking in billions of dollars from smuggling poison to kill our people and to kill our children. Savage killers, rapists, and violent criminals are being released from jail to continue their crime wave. And under Biden, the murder rate has reached the highest in the history of our country, Biden and the radical Democrats have wasted trillions of dollars and caused the worst inflation in half a century. Real wages are down 21 months in a row. Gas prices have soared and are now going up much higher than even before. And the typical. And it goes on and basically wraps it up with, but uh, that's why I'm running and I'm going to change all that. Don't worry, America, we're coming back. <laughs> Want to go to our phone lines. Bill in Cordova wants to chime in this morning on his takeaway from the State of the Union. Bill, and that takeaway was what? Good morning, Ben. Thanks for having me on. Of course. I, I haven't heard anybody at all mention this, but I was watching Kamala Harris during some of the snippets. I didn't watch the speech, but I watched the, most of the cuts between last night and this morning. And she looked like Adam Schiff a couple of times the way she <laughs> got that bug eye look when she he would say something. I can't think of a specific, I had a specific example now. I can't think of it. But she just had this a look of horror on her face a couple of times and coming from her <laughs> who she is that really says a lot about joe biden's speech oh man um, real quick one moment where i saw in particular her eyes go bug is hearing cut one take a listen and congratulations to chuck schumer another uh you know another term as senate minority leader uh you know i think you uh only this time you have a slightly bigger majority, Mr. Leader. You're the majority leader. About that much bigger? Bill, I thought she was going to reach down and grab him by the throat. <laughs> yeah. I think that might have been one of the ones I was thinking about. He, um, 
the one though was actually when he said uh, about converse mm. was when she her eyes just kind of popped out of her head a little bit like she doesn't need to be here. Yeah, Yeah, she doesn't. But uh, Bill, thanks for calling in. We're going to have to take a break and scoop. Appreciate you joining the conversation this morning. And always, your insights are great. Thank Uh, you very much. I'll talk to you soon. All right. You guys can have your say as well. Bill had his. Our number is 901-260-5926. Again, 901-260-5926. All right, before we go to break, though, and we're keeping our friends around for the next segment. Don't worry. We're going to hear more from them. Thank you, Josh. Oh, I like this. <laughs> Setting the Barbara brought candles. <laughs> All right. So your chance to win a dozen roses from Pew's Flowers, which aren't they the best? And also a pair of Bravo Amici tickets if it couldn't get any more special for you and your lover. You have to answer this trivia question, though. All right? Here it is. Josh, read this. I have it. And are you giving us options this morning? No, we're not. All right, so which store is the biggest producer of greeting and holiday cards? Yeah, it's a no-brainer. I mean, come on. It's not that tough a question. Uh, I don't know. Come on. All right. I'll repeat it one more time. Your chance to win a, a dozen roses and a pair of Bravo Amici tickets. All right. Which store is the biggest producer of greeting and holiday cards? 901-260-5926. Again, that number is 901-260-5926. And welcome back. It doesn't help that some of us go through breakups, Josh. Some of us are not madly in love. Cut it. Cut the music. Thank you. That was Bravo Amici, by the way. It was beautiful. And you're going to win two tickets to go see them along with 12 roses from Pew's Flower. But you have to answer this trivia question, and we threw it out, and you guys are weighing in this morning. Want to go to win Arkansas? This is a first. I love this. All right, Tommy calling in from Arkansas this morning. Good morning, Tommy. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are y'all? I'm well. All right, so the trivia question is as, quote, what store is the biggest producer of greeting and holiday cards, Tommy? Man, I'd have to say Hallmark. There you go. All right, my friend, congrats on that. Big plans for the 14th. Oh, yeah, that's going to be great. Would you, can I ask you this quick follow-up before I let you go on to your busy day? Would you go into credit card debt for the special person in your life, Tommy? Uh, She's worth it, but uh, I love a uh, debt-free life. Mm. Uh, That was well, you speak like a true politician, right? You're hitting both boxes. You're making the girlfriend happy and also Dave Ramsey. All right. (laughs) Tommy, thanks for playing with us this morning. Thanks for calling in. Stay on the phone lines. And Josh is going to get that information so we can hook you up. All right. All right, guys. Have a great day. All right. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm having too much fun with Valentine's Day. (laughs) I don't don't know what it is, you guys. This is going to be your best Valentine's Day ever, Ben. You know, I'm going to share a piece of information with the listeners. Here we go. Mom, Dad, turn off the radio. So, actually, I was in a, a relationship, and it started last year on Valentine's Day. Actually, on the day. Oh, I wow. thought I thought there we go. That's intense. It's going to last forever. <laughs> I am single. Brutally single this Valentine's Day. So they they say Barbara. And joining me in studio is Barbara Capazella and 
um, Luke Simple. They say there are more fish in the sea. It's true. Is it true? There are lots of fish in the sea. You got to go fishing, get your gear out, get your waders on, head on out. <laughs> are, are they in Memphis? Like, does he need to go like on a fishing destination? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but not on dating apps in Memphis. Oh, You'll get no. killed. No. Christian Mingle. So, so you met, you met or got married in 1990, Barbara. I did. All right. Did you meet on an app or how did what app? they had not invented apps yet? <laughs> <laughs> so, so how no did you meet? Phones. It was actually kind of funny. I uh, we had a friend who was in the military, and we were all home for summer. And he uh, and I'd known this friend since we were three years old. And he's he said oh, I'm going to bring my friend to this to this barbecue to this uh, bonfire we had. And I thought he was a friend from the military. I'm like, this will be a great two week fling. I don't, you know, I don't need to get committed with this guy. And the first night we were together, he, neither one of us smoked. He lit a cigarette from, with a log from the fire for me. And we'd crossed paths before in our small county, but I thought, oh, this is great. He's going back to the military. And it turns out he's a he's an engineer who went to university in the same state as I did. So um, we just dated for a while and then decided we were three hours apart yeah he put a ring on it pretty fast pretty quickly when you know you got something good you gotta move yeah yeah ring by he was not playing yeah i love that and yeah too because you guys have been married for what 30 years 33 33 years 1990 to 2023 math then math that's the test of barbara we both know i don't do math Right. He was rounded. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I need a calculator. Uh, so I know it, it's, it is a weird topic, and I know I'm not going to spend too much longer. I know we have a great third hour, but it is weird, I would say. And, Luke, you're my age. Uh, dating has to be one of the hardest things. Beyond getting a degree, beyond working your 9 to 5, dating is tough. It is. And I think the apps just make it so much more difficult. And it's so like you have to look like get the perfect picture and you're spending like three hours with your selfie light, like just trying to get the best <laughs> angle for this. And it's like you think I, you're getting Angelina Jolie. Right. And you're getting, <laughs> yeah. you, like, you meet up with somebody for coffee and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> you, look like, you look like the janitor for my school. Yeah, those 30 pounds were not there. In the, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Oh, it's brutal. And then in, and then I have a segment I did not long ago about you can you can date on Tinder. Okay, but you cannot date in the city of Memphis on Tinder. We're too dangerous. It's too dangerous to go get groceries from your local Kroger. You can't play around on these apps. You've got to treat these dating apps like a loaded gun because <laughs> in the case with many Memphians that are dating, it oftentimes comes with a loaded gun. First date, you meet at the police station. How's that? It's kind of like Craigslist selling, you know, like when you're selling something on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, you meet at the police station to sell the item. First date to make sure it's who you're really talking to. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. First date you meet at the police station. That is your dating PSA this morning. If you're dating in Memphis, first date's got to be at a police precinct near you. All right. Make it romantic. They'll bring some candles. All right, guys. Thank you so much for stopping in this morning. So much fun. We'll do it again. Absolutely. All right. We're going to recover the segment you were hearing from Barbara Capazello recent past president of Republican Women of Purpose. Also, Luke Simbo joining the conversation. 
Shelby County Young Republicans. Thanks for spending hour number two. You like that hour? Wait till you hear hour number three. Not up, up next.